Holy shoots made for listening, and that's just what you'll do. One day, holy shoot might get a subscription from you. I hope you enjoyed my stomping grounds intro. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're back and welcome to another edition of the Holy Shoot Podcast, a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Dubrod, and joining me are... That's the one and only Jace E. Cornett. And... The returning Chen. Holy fuckamoly. How you doing, Chen? Not you, Jason. I'm good. Good I'm chance? good. You know, I was promised I become I come back. I've been repackaged. I'm hoping for a great push, you know. Uh, you're getting buried just like uh, Mustafa Ali after the terrible stomping ground uh promos. Uh, I, uh, I can see good Chin, have Chin, Chin, Chin's been like, you know, off the road like every guy who goes off the road, he's been pumping iron, you know, been on the gas, he's looking jacked, he's you know, back looking his best. Yeah, it's like the Dean Ambrose return, like from last year. Effects <laughs> to a podcast that's exclusively about all elite wrestling and New Japan. You know, he, he doesn't want to do this podcast anymore. Bless him. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my contract uh, to run down. <laughs> uh, Jason, what did you get up to this week? So I have been away. I had a nice long weekend in Brussels where I drank lots of lovely Belgian beer, which I love. My wife got to get lots of Belgian chocolates, which she loves. And then we went axe throwing. So that was fun. Beer, chocolate and axe throwing. What a romantic getaway. That's that's, that's, that's how I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming up on today's show, we'll talk about our reaction to WWE Stomping Grounds. Did it take names and kick ass? And speaking of ass cookers, we'll also be talking about Eve's Wrestle Queendom 2 and what we are looking out for at their biggest event in London town. So join us after this very, 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 very short ad break. Hey, you, if you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pot. Do it, do it now! Despite poor ticket sales, poor stories, poor creative, a very poor tagline, and a very poor pay-per-view name, WWE might have just pulled one out of the bag with this show. And before we dive into the matches, would you agree with that statement, gentlemen? um, I'm more, I guess, I'm thinking of the bar at the minute, and I've got my thumb like halfway up at best. Uh. I'm not raising it. To be fair, considering where the bar was, <laughs> the depth, of the, the bottom of the depth, like, that, that's a pretty good man. Yeah, that's, a, that's the what best I get, I think. What, what about you, Chen? I had very, very low expectations for this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and it did better than I expected. Yeah. See, to, 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 you know, you kind of agree with me as well. Like, it, it did far better than I expected to. So, anyway, let's just uh, dive into it. Which match do you want to uh, start with? And uh, to the listener, we'll definitely touch on all the matches, uh, no matter how brief it may be with a couple of them. But which match do you want to start with, gentlemen? Uh, should, we start with the, should we start with the beginning and the end? Just sort Because of, they're kind of yeah. connected. Let's do that. Yeah, let's so, go for it. Which, which one? When I, when I say beginning, first. I'm talking about the opening match of the main show, not the pre-show, which I didn't watch. So happy to cover that later. But for me, so Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans. Um, we talked about this, I think, in the sort of pre-production sort of section, broad. And I think we were agreed, but man, Lacey Evans is still really clunky and not really there yet. And geez, it showed a lot in this match with Becky having to do a lot to drag her up. So mm. it wasn't, a, I mean, I think they had Becky come out to start the show and be hot, a hot opener, but it didn't quite work because of Lacey Evans and her greenness. But then that made it an interesting main event in the best they could, which I really didn't think I was going to care much about. But it was at least amusing that the fact that Lacey Evans was very much a surprise as that referee. Yes. Uh, let, let's talk a tiny bit more about the opening Raw Women's Championship match first before going into the main event. Uh, Chen. What did you think of the Raw Women's title match? Um, like Jason said, Lacey's not a f- 
wrestling ability wise she's not quite there yet but she always keeps improving characters wise she's amazing psychology wise mm. she's nailed it um maybe this match shouldn't have gone as long as it should have and maybe they should still put Lacey in multiple like uh matches with more people than one person but um i think is she she is wrestling ability or she is getting better but yeah, Becky pretty much had to carry the whole match, in a way, I thought. Yeah, I would have to kind of agree that sentiment. I didn't hate this match at all. I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I kind of had this expectation that Lacey was pretty green anyway. She's suffering from what I like to call Dana Brooks syndrome, whereby she's called up way too early, even though she has a massive potential. And I think Lacey Evans... Um, as you mentioned, character-wise, she's really, really good. Uh, you know, I've seen that firsthand. She uh, played the character right in front of me uh, <laughs> from WrestleMania weekend. But, yeah, she was very green. That springboard kick, in particular, that spot was just woeful. And um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it did translate to the wrong kind of crowd was chanting late ducks for for the wrong reasons yeah so, i I, uh, I was kind of sad that they were chanting you can't wrestle to be fair i think she's improving all the time like mm. and she, speaking of the springboard kicks i really like that move where she bent becky on the pole oh yeah yeah that was a good move i kind of i kind of like the transition into i i mean the, the commentators did a terrible job of calling this because it wasn't the disarmer but the arm bar but where Becky Lynch was on the top turnbuckle and Lacey Evans was trying to drag her down or pull her down, flips her over, but la- Becky then locks into the armbar and a smooth transition. I really like that move. I think Lacey's got potential. I, I never doubted that. Like She proved it in NXT with matches like against Dakota Kai and Kyrie Sane, women who are arguably better wrestlers uh, than Becky Lynch. So she can do it with the right opponent i'm just not sure if becky is the right opponent here but the one thing i do like about this match is how they kind of you know stuck to this ground and power method the fact that becky kind of dominated most of the match i think that was actually a pretty interesting way of trying to get becky more over from a dead feud and i hope this uh kick starts her momentum again yep i i I expect a great future for Lacey in general. Mm, mm. So shall we move on to the main event, which uh, featured Miss Evans as a special referee that Baron Corbin appointed in his defeat to Seth Rollins in the Universal Championship match. Uh, for those who didn't see it, uh, Lacey Evans appointed referee. Baron Corbin just basically getting a screw job in, you know, no count outs when he was about to get count out. No disqualification when he starts using the chair on. Uh, ooh, interesting noise. <laughs> Sorry, that was me moving my laptop. And it was like, ooh, that was noisy. You killed them. You kill my momentum just like Sorry, Vincent dude. Mann killed Becky Lynch's momentum. Uh, but anyway, back to the point. So Baron Corbin uses the chair. Lacey Evans goes, you know what? I'll make no disqualification, which allows Becky Lynch to come in. Though girlfriend of seth rollins and uh kicks some ass and takes some names or just take Lacey evans name and john cohen call back from super showdown counts the one two three after rollins hits a curb stomp what do you guys make of this match because i quite enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons um what i enjoyed about it is that when we did our bets on who we thought would count the final pin in this match i got it correct because I figured there'd be some crazy shenanigans and I just picked who's the most likely ref that will do the running and cover for it. And I got it right. So I was like, man, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, that's I it. That's, the main, that's, that's your that's analysis. Like, that's my main analysis of the match. I mean, it wasn't, it was another Seth Rollins v. Baron Corbin match. I don't really care too much about Baron Corbin. I don't think he's main eventer at the minute and they just need mm. to like stop with this. Yeah. Um, it was, but I think I said to you guys, it was a bit, they were trying to be cute. It made me think of the old in your house pay-per-views where it was a non, like it's a minor show, you know, it's just like, okay, well, this isn't as big as SummerSlam or something big. It's just a general show we're going to put out there. And we need a main event where it's, kind of interesting but you wouldn't headline a summer slam or a rumble or a mania with that's kind of what this was yeah. um yeah so chen 
one thing that I noticed was the crowd reaction turned very toxic very quickly when Lacey Evans came out as a special referee. Um, I, it was a great crowd all night, by the way, the Tacoma crowd, considering there's only 6,000 and like half the arena was curtained off. Wow, they made a lot of noise. But Chen, what was your uh, thoughts on the reaction to Lacey Evans being made referee? First of all, I was like, what a swerve. Like, <laughs> I, th- I thought the build-up to this whole referee thing was really, really good. And you mm. see Rollins getting the chair and everything, and then Corbin an- announces Evans, a woman that Rollins is not going to lay a finger on. I thought, what a great swerve. And, you know, the fans at first were like, oh, then quickly were like, boo, you know, kind of thing. Because they were, like, shocked and happy with the swerve. But then, obviously, yeah, like you said, the whole the whole night, the whole main event was, the crowd was always very, very toxic. Like, yeah. they got their usual CM Punk chants in and everything. AEW. Like yeah, AEW chants. Daniel um, as well, being in Washington State. Yeah. Um, I thought Lacey again. Psychology wise, she was great as a referee and everything like that. Um, I can't. I thought it was. I thought it was a good shot by Vince for that one, or if it was Vince's idea. Yeah, I I gotta agree with you. I think there's been a lot of like a lot of unnecessary hate towards this main event. You're supposed to be worked. You're supposed to boo the heels. And I think they did a very good job in getting yeah, that. Yeah, so when they were saying like, things like boring and everything. And they don't realise they've been worked. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so when they're saying things like boring and everything, I'm like, you know you're just making the bad guy more popular. You're doing the job that WWE yeah, wants uh, to do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same thing about Roman Reigns, like, pretty cancer they did the same thing then and you know just made roman more over in their eyes um were you guys I, surprised I, about Lacey being the guest referee because i was caught off guard i thought that was a yeah, good little i didn't know i in general yeah, I, I thought just, it was pretty good too i thought i just really didn't good. expect it to be a woman like sometimes i if things like these made mm. me realize like oh there are sometimes wwe can do a surprisingly good thing these yeah. days story-wise and everything. It, it was... I mean, okay, I don't like the Seth Rollins Baron Corbin feud that much. I don't like the Becky Lynch-Lacey Evans feud that much. It sucks they're going to fight each other extreme rules in the mixed tag match. That's not going to be extreme. Or, you know, going to have one person tag in, tag out. Rubbish. But I will say this. It's smart storytelling. It's a thing that you do. It's, it's left field, but isn't left field it's really really good storytelling and, and it deserves to be credited uh and i'm really disappointed by the fans online and at the arena of how work they were um also just the match itself because no one's really talking about it it was actually fine it wasn't yeah, actually, I, I like, it I, wasn't I, a bad I, match at all you you ignore all the booze and that it was a perfectly fine match it wasn't great it's baron corman is not main event level but yet. It, yet. I agree. Um, it could be one day. But, you know, it was perfectly fine. Two and a half, three star fare. There's been worse main events. Um, Go- was, Goldberg Undertaker being one. Yeah, so I was surprised. Since when did Corbin does a choke slam? Uh, I don't know, but I quite liked it. <laughs> I was like, especially especially the like the one onto the ring apron i thought that was a good little spot yeah you know making use of the hardest part of the ring uh, i thought that was quite good in a weird ugly sort of way uh, any other thoughts on this match i mean it was kind of cringeworthy about how they're showing a moment between Rollins and becky like oh, yeah. i was like I, was, I just felt like it was just bare cringeworthy but- Becky does not want to be there. You can yeah. tell she's like my You can tell they life. want to keep their relationship private. Yeah, well. she she's very. Uh, from what I've seen in interviews, she's very, very private about that side of her life. So yeah. uh, as soon as as soon as I heard they're in a relationship, I'm like, <laughs> you're doomed. <laughs> you're doomed to be in a storyline, and it it was far quicker than I expected. It's far quicker than I expected. What a way to cool off her momentum. I will actually no, I'll take that back. She got a great reaction coming out. So, you know the fans won were chanting her name throughout the yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the only illogical thing there. As soon as it was no disqualification, she should have come out or she should have come out anyway and just beat up Lacey Evans because effort, you know. Um 
she should have come out earlier. I think that was the only downside in terms of the storytelling and how illogical it was. But, you know, made the save. Weird four minutes. The only bit I liked was where she, like, held up the ropes for Seth. Like, uh, an inversion of gender politics is actually uh, really cool to see. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Thought that was, I thought that was really well done. Um, but yeah, there was good point. There's good things about this main event. And I don't think it deserved the hate it did. Uh, should we move on, gentlemen? Yes, sure. let's move on. Yep. Uh, which match do you want to talk about next, guys? Um, can I just the only other the only two matches yep. I really cared about on this show, like we actually enjoyed, were wrote both in the middle. Right. They're very different matches. So I don't know if we want to if you want to touch on either of these first, but I think Ricochet v Samoa Joe was really good and mainly the main thing I remember is some really stiff elbows and kicks rather yep. than anything too flippy. And then the tag title match with Daniel Bryan and Rowan against Heavy Machinery, I really enjoyed that as well. Shall we do Ricochet Samoa Joe first? Just because I think we can transition into tag title, tag title, and a tag title match to New Day to Kofi. Sure. I've got the transition worked out in my head. So <laughs> uh, let's do Ricochet from Samoa Joe first. Yeah, I love this match. I thought it was really, really good. I'm a little disappointed with the taking the belt off Joe again, but I know they would have to call an audible because of Rey Mysterio's injury. So, yep. And it looks like on Raw they've got other plans for Samoa Joe anyway. So yep. we'll see how that all pans out. But yeah, I think the, well, I don't know how much you were watching this closely, but a couple of those elbow shots by Joe and then a couple of kicks by Ricochet were lethal looking. Yeah, it's... <laughs> They did really well to sell that. I think, you know, obviously leg slapping, you know, makes that effect. But, you know, the point of pro wrestling is to get lost in it, to get caught up in the moment, to think, Jesus Christ, that's vicious. When in actual fact, it isn't. Um, And I think both men did that very, very well in this match. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. And I mean, I'm hoping Ricochet gets to hold the belt for a little while because I thought they, they passed, they've been passing the lower level belts around a bit too quickly. And he could be a great guy to hold the belt for, you know, a good six month reign. Yeah, I think a Ricochet AJ Styles feud, which they kind of teased on Raw. I mean, they had the main event match, obviously, on Raw. But I, I wonder if that'll go somewhere next level because I think they didn't really, I haven't seen it myself, but from what I've read, is that they reigned it in slightly and there could be another couple of steps next in regards to that feud but um yeah i really love the selling that richie did in this match struggling to get up for the first 6 30 attempt rolling through then hits a code breaker and then struggles to get up onto the top rope but finally hits that 6 30 again ah that's the difference between him and will Ospreay, in my opinion ricochet's just a better seller it was a poll out there online and i just went Ricochet's just a better seller. So, you know. So, Fair point. But that's not a hate on Will Ospreay. I, I, I praised this selling a couple of weeks ago, but, oh, man. I I got I really enjoyed this match. What about you, Chen? What what did you think? So, the first thing that came to my mind when Joe made his entrance was, this is a type of pay-per-view that Joe should be main eventing. And I, you know, sadly, Joe hasn't been in that main level main event level because due to injuries and stuff since he got called up to the main roster and I was like and I said to myself Joe needs to lose because I want him he needs to be in the main event desperately mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. glad he lost as for the match itself yeah it was probably my match of the night like I love ricochet selling I love like Jason said the elbows to the face and you see the sweat flying everywhere from the cheeks and everything like that I thought, and he one's like a high flyer, one's more like a grounded wrestler, but they had a really, really great match. And yeah. also, you, you kind of sometimes forget like how athletic Joe is due to being such a big guy, but he mm. really got, he really showed how athletic he was against a high flyer like um, uh, Ricochet. Like, I don't think he did much against, he couldn't show much against someone like a Rey Mysterio. Uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't think Joe and Mysterio had a chance to, you know. Yeah, to be fair, the matches were match. short, right? Yeah, I think I think the Money in the Bank match was cut short due to the blood, and I think there was um something between that and the state board for like shoot wrestling or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they have some, they have <laughs> uh, some weird rule in that state where if someone's yeah. bleeding, you have to pretty much end something within a minute, or they can shut the whole event down. Yeah, so hence uh, Samojo rolled up. 
yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think uh, the result was the right one. I think Ricochet gets that boost he needs. I think he can elevate that US title if give, if that's given any attention. And I think Samoa Joe, him feuding with Kofi Kingston, yes, please. So let's move on to the tag team title match, the SmackDown tag team title match, should I say. Daniel Bryan and Rowan successfully defeated Heavy Machinery after Daniel Bryan rolled up Tucker. Jason, why do you want to speak about this match? I just really enjoy I mean, I've become quite a big fan of Heavy Machinery and NXT. And, of course, I'm a fan of Daniel Bryan because he's awesome. Tucker! Yeah, the, the whole Heavy, Heavy Machinery, I, I just enjoyed it when they're NXT. And I'm glad they're getting a bit of attention on the main roster because a lot of the guys that have come up from, the main, from NXT to the main roster have kind of got lost for a little bit. So they seem to be doing quite well. I watched it and I thought, wow, Daniel Bryan's trying to make these guys look good. Even though the crowd was into Daniel Bryan, he was doing a lot of great work. I think, was it Otis when he was getting the, you know, the yes kicks and just hulking up? Yeah. There was like some great, there was some great moments like that throughout the whole match. And everyone came out of it looking I think, better afterwards. Yeah. So everyone came out stronger. Yeah, so I think I, that's a good achievement. Yeah, I think heavy machinery are really underrated in the ring. I think Tucker, he's. In particular, because he doesn't get any he doesn't get any attention because Otis is just so naturally charismatic. But I think Tucker um, is actually transformed into a really decent wrestler and all the, all the moves that he can do. And it's um, it's a shame no one highlights that. So I'm highlighting that now. But yeah, I really enjoyed this match too. It's a shame about the place they booked it. And this is not to slag off Tacoma. Of course, they're going to cheer on Daniel Bryan. It's his home state. Why do if you want to get heavy machinery over, why do you book that in Washington? (laughs) You know, I think that is the biggest flaw in the match, and it's not the crowd's fault, it's WWE just not thinking that one through. Anywhere else, heavy machinery would have been super over, Daniel Bryan would have been super over as a heel. It would have been tremendous. And I think the crowd was like, it wasn't that they were booing heavy machinery, it's just that they were also cheering Daniel Bryan. Ah, they booed heavy machinery. They uh, towards really? the, uh, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, they, they booed them. They booed yeah. them. Chen, what were your thoughts? So I'm looking at my notes that I wrote for this match. I wrote uh-huh. one thing. Yeah. Boring. Really? What? Yeah. You I just thought Daniel Bryan versus heavy machinery is boring. Yeah, I, I just didn't like the match. I'm not into heavy machinery. Obviously, you guys got to understand. Yep. As I've say, stated before, I don't follow NXT week in, week out. I only watch takeovers. So I don't know much about heavy machinery. If if I, and like Jason said, like a lot, lot of NXT call-ups, they get lost in the shuffle and just disappear. And that most the biggest victims of NXT call-ups are are tag teams. And I was just thinking who what what other tag team should be in this match instead of heavy machinery? AOP. Mm. I mm. would have rather seen that than heavy machinery because I just don't know what the appeal to heavy machinery is. I think AOP uh, doesn't really matter. They're a raw and, team, but you know I'll you can't call me a casual fan. I'm more, yep. I'm a hardcore WWE fan for main roster, but you could say I'm a casual NXT fan. I just watch the takeovers, so maybe that's why I just don't know who what was why I'm not invested in heavy machinery. Uh, 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 dude, you're missing out. You're missing out. You know what you need? Steaks and weights. But in particular, steak, Omaha steaks. And that's us. No, I can't make it. Okay. <laughs> they didn't buy an ad. Ah, God damn it. I really wanted the Father's Day gift pack. Um, again, uh, we couldn't get it in the UK, by the way. We checked. I, I just don't know what to say if you thought that match was boring, to be honest. I, 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 there's been way worse tag team matches this year on the main roster. There's been worse ma- tag team matches on NXT even. Um, but yeah, I, I see your point. I think Authors of Pain, the Viking Raiders, uh, uh, you know, the B team. I'm clutching at straws here because I'm struggling to think of tag teams at the moment. But I think it's more a case of how bad they put that division than anything else. And I don't think that should be taken out on Heavy Machinery, who are a team that, like Lacey Evans, are improving. And, you know, Otis is very charismatic. Very charismatic dude. So let's move on to the other tag team match, shall we? Um, 
Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn defeat uh, Big E and Xavier Woods. I think you, Jason, complained to me on WhatsApp that Kevin Owens used a stunner and you believe you shouldn't use a face finisher. Yeah, I mean, they gave him the stunner when he came back as a face. And of course, they then seemed to change plans and make him a heel really quickly. And it's just weird to see a heel using a stunner as a finisher because you don't see heels using that move. It was Stone Cold and then I guess John Cena borrowed it for the super off with the top rope or the bounce off the rope stunner thing that he was doing mm. and it, look, it looked good with Owen having it as a face but as a heel I just don't think it's the right move um, and I'm, I'm going to put my hands up here and say because I was away in Brussels and I got back late on Monday so I skipped some matches in terms of like I watched some of them but I skipped through bits or they looked boring and skipped along so this was one of the matches that I skipped quite a bit of because I what meh you stupid <laughs> fuck you stupid uh, fuck. Okay, Chen. You watched. Ra- you Ra- 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 I have to agree. Ch- uh, I mean, Chen was wrong in saying that the, the last match was boring that we talked about. He's wrong, in my opinion. Sorry, Chen. But this match was really, really good. Surprising. Yeah, I right? Yeah, I thought. I mean, I wouldn't go to say it was like Undisputed Era NXT quality level tag match. But I give this a four stars. This was fun. This was really fun. I love the opening where uh, Kevin Owens kicks Big E off, super kicks Big E off the apron, and then does two super kicks to Xavier Woods. Uh, goes for a splash, doesn't get the pin. Tags in Sami Zayn. Another super kick into the Blue Thunder Bomb, and then it slows down the pace. But even when it's slowing down, they're just beating on Xavier Woods. Just the character work was really good. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can make headlocks entertaining. Sami Zayn can make headlocks entertaining. Big E's psychological work on the ring apron. These four men brought 110% effort to a match that had no stakes. And kudos to them. They were really into this match, and it showed. And I'm sorry, but, you know, you shouldn't have skipped this one. You shouldn't. I mean, you, should I, have re- you should have read the reviews, Jason. I watched, you I should watched have read the, the reviews. You should have read the reviews. It was more than just the end sequence. Yeah, I think and, I enjoyed the end but degree, sequence. But I, just, I wasn't invested in this match. I think that's what you. No one was. You meant to watch every match. <laughs> after spending several days, we're not Brussels, professionals. I'd, okay. I'd already had a few beers during the day. I'd finally got home late. I was like, I don't have time to watch all this show. I'm going to watch the things I'm invested in, and I did not feel invested in this. So I sort of watched 30 seconds and then would skip ahead and kept doing that. Dude, he missed. Oh, this is. This I will is, agree with Jason. This is not a Ricochet versus Samoa Joe in terms of quality. I'll just say that if you're looking for just in-ring work, this is up there with Ricochet. Yeah, versus yeah. and the, I thought the, from I thought the star of the show for me was Xavier Woods in that match. Everyone did their thing, but Xavier Woods, I don't know, he appealed to me the most. The way he got, he sold his beatings. The way he went on the offense, but. <laughs> Like Jason said, it was so, so wrong, Owens winning with the stunner. Uh, So I just want to briefly mention a spot that I really liked, and then I'll go into the stunner. Xavier Woods, when he lifted up Big E into the electric chair position and dropped him for the splash on Sami Zayn, that was unexpected and beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the stunner argument I get, and I don't disagree with you, don't get me wrong, but where does it stop? Like, you could go... Oh, but that guy... They should retire it into the like, Hall of Fame. Like, you know, should <laughs> Kenny Omega, when he's a heel, which he was when he was leader of Bullet Club, should he be doing that legendary, like, over-the-top rope dive that he does? No, because, you know, heels should not be, like, the high-flying type. Like, Adam Cole should not be as amazing as he is. He should be more of a chicken-shit heel, like, you know... Yeah, he should. It's, it's, oh, <laughs> uh, just because you, just because you think Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano are two of the worst matches of all time, Jason. Uh, you know, it's like where do you stop and where do you start with this sort of thing? So as much as I get your point and I don't disagree with it, I, I think that's just picking on something minor. What was a really good match? Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't say it was a bad match. I think I just wasn't invested, so I chose limited time. I wasn't. It doesn't matter. You're a professional podcaster. You have to watch these things. We're not professionals, Chen. 
Jason's just a lazy fuck. That's all. Professional <laughs> and why we got paid money for doing this. <laughs> so wait, you guys don't get paid? I do. Uh, wait, with fan Jason, love. With fan love. Okay. You get no fan love. Uh, so Jason, did you watch the other uh, the other member of New Day in action, which is Kofi Kingston beating Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match for the WWE Championship? Did you did you watch this any chance, or did you skip ahead? I watched bits of it, but I'm not buying into Kofi Mania, so I was not so fast. And I'd read about the ending, and I thought oh, that's stupid. So <laughs> I might have missed a great match. So I'm uh, see what you guys think. I thought this was average. Chen? I think, yeah, I thought it was average. I expected Kingston to win and Dolph to go on like another six-month vacation. Yeah. Um, the issue for me is... Like, yeah, should have paid me! <laughs> the issue for me is like, we're meant to be buying Kofi Kingston as a main eventer now. I'm still not buying him as a main eventer, headlining shows. And having matches against Dolph Ziggler is not going to get him there. I mean, so, I, I think was... the problem is, is the wild card rule as well. Like, they've always been both champions to both shows for most of them. Unless he's unless it's a SmackDown thing, but I think he just needs to stay away from Rollins as well. Yeah, but, I can't see Kofi headlining any shows. It's always going to be Seth. Yeah, uh, uh, I think uh, I, I don't. The problem. So I don't think it's a wild card rule is a problem. Like I don't. I like it. Don't get me wrong, oh, but I, I think hate it. You know, you should have a brand. Down the middle, like you're either raw or SmackDown, don't flip flop, you know. Uh, it just makes it just takes away time from other wrestlers, and that's I think absolutely sucks. But I'm not talking about the wildcard rule. Um, I feel the problem with WWE is when you really look at the heels, you really look at them and where they're placed. The only two that they've given credibility to in the past year is Brock Lesnar, who's part time. And Shane McMahon, who's 50. The rest continually lose or lackeys. Drew McIntyre is behind Baron Corbin or behind Shane McMahon. Baron Corbin always gets his comeuppance and loses at pay-per-views. Bobby Lashley, treated like a joke. Braun Strowman, when he was a heel, he's good. Why isn't he a heel? Daniel Bryan, why isn't he in the tag division? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, apart from this match at Stomping Grounds, how many matches have they lost the past couple of months? So when you really look at heels and the potential heels at main event level, there's nothing going on. So you can't build up credible baby faces that could be at the top of the card because you don't have heels on the other side of the ring that are credible. So Kofi's always going to feel like a mid-carder. So Jason's not wrong in what he's saying. It's just, it's, it's you know... Yeah. You can't buy into Kofi Mania. I can't buy into Kofi Mania. And I don't think he's a bad WWE champion or bad promos. Just there's nothing for him to attach to. We can elevate him to like a main eventer. I will say like this, for example, when you, when you talk about good guys and bad guys or superheroes in general, like a great superhero needs a great supervillain to fight yeah. against. And I think with yeah. Kofi, like you said, he's a great wrestler. But I think someone like Samoa Joe will make people more interested in him when they have their match. Samoa Joe's lost countless matches. Like, is he a credible main eventer? If you think about it, hmm, he's better than Dolph Ziggler, but that's about it. You know, I, I just, I just wish they build up more, build up good heels. Whether chicken shit, like get Baron Corbin a few victories if you must. I don't think Baron Corbin's ready, but if you wanted him at that level. Give him a few victories along the way that were chicken shit, but still made him look credible. Um, and they've, they've failed. They've failed miserably over the past year to build up any heels. It's, it's weird for WWE to do that because they're usually really good at building up heels and not faces, but now it's just gone the other way. So, on, that, on that note, let's hope they don't screw up Drew. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, just to wrap up Kofi Dolph, that that ending spot weird cage doors terrible idea yeah i didn't like this match not gonna lie i thought it was the blandest match of the night but yeah moving on to one main event match uh quote unquote to another roman reigns versus drew mcintyre 
why do you want to talk? Sorry, Rod, you there? We lost you a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? We're, yeah, yep. we're having technical yeah, issues. So why do I want to talk about this match? Mainly because I wish they would stop making Drew lose all his matches. <laughs> it's like, it feels like he should be the yep. big hot heel. And I mean, it'd be interesting with what they set up on Raw with Undertaker returning. And I'm hoping that ultimately heads to Drew getting pushed. But it feels like Roman Reigns always beats Drew. And just like, there's n- never much in it. Yeah. Yeah, i got to agree. I match was better than WrestleMania. Oh, it was better than WrestleMania because they actually had a match. It didn't just jump start. Like they seemed like they had ten minutes of the time cut out. They actually built to something. So yeah, definitely better than that. Mm. Chen, mm. I want to hear what Chen thinks because you're, you know, you love Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I so I actually didn't mind this match. I actually quite liked it. Um, I will say this though, like when Reigns came out, I was just like, I had this weird feeling. It's like it kind of is kind of weird not seeing Reigns in the main event anymore. In the title picture and everything like that, he's oh, he, he, Carter. He he will move up the card soon. And then um, also, I was surprised to see that the Let's Go Roman Roman sucks chance have come back. Uh, I don't know when did they came back, but they started They've been coming slowly back. coming back. Oh, they're, they're, they're basically yeah, they're basically back at Mania weekend, which kind of really was shitty. I I just. Oh, it's only been two months in the booing him. It's like it's not really his fault. Just stop, please stop booing him. <laughs> and um, Drew McIntyre, he's just what well, he's just such a great wrestler. Like I just love what he does and everything. And you're right, it's not good with these losing streaks that he's having. Um, I don't know. I. I liked his version of the STFU, like whatever his version he was doing, the submissive move yes. that he was doing. Um, I love that how, how he showed his strength when he slammed Roman on the table. I'm just like, what a specimen! Like, yeah, like this guy is money as a villain. Like, yeah, I you know started... how we always say, you know how we always say how like when NXT stars get called up, they get screwed over. Yeah. I was like, it's great that he got called up and they made him heal. They didn't bring him as a face. Uh, he was a face in NXT. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying. They did the opposite, isn't it? Like, <sighs> once they uh, got it right. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, as a Scotsman, I kind of want uh, Drew to succeed. But at the same time, I don't think he gets a heat that many people think he gets. Like, he doesn't get booed out of the building. He's just Yeah, that's also it, an it, issue. So it's just like it's a good, good promo, but no one cares, you know. Um, I don't know what to make. I mean, wrestling-wise, he's fantastic. He's a great storyteller, and um, I thought this match, I thought this match was good. If I'm honest, I don't think it was bad at all. I've seen that I mean, compared to the WrestleMania match, is far better. Yeah, I think it started off pretty well. Um, I think Roman showed a more varied moveset as well, which is something I noticed. But uh, it's just annoying that they went back to that same Roman Reigns formula of Roman gets beat down 70% of the time. That's not the Roman we want to see. It's also known as the Cena formula. Yeah, it's not the Roman formula. At least Cena gets big match John formula as well. But yeah, I just... uh, Roman's an ass kicker. Book him like a fucking ass kicker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we like Roman. We all like Roman. He's a good wrestler. Just, you know, have the match start off and continue the same momentum like they did at the very beginning of that, this match. And you have a Roman Reigns match that will get over. I guarantee you it. Because this match at the start and at the end was very good. In between, there some great spots as well as. Uh, as uh, Chen mentioned, the Alabama slam on the table, but geez, why do they have to go back to Headlock City and bore and beat down for 80% of the it's time? A good, it's a good point, Brad. I mean, I think Roman Reigns matches, I would enjoy them a lot more if they were half this length. And you mm. said, like, we don't need the beat downs that we feel bad for him. No, just make him a badass and make the matches all be under in, under 10 minutes, not 18. Like, some of his best matches, and I, I will shut up in a minute, uh, John Cena at No Mercy, uh, AJ Styles 
his two matches when AJ Styles first came into the company. Kevin Owens in that street fight at the Royal Rumble 2017. If you haven't watched any of those matches, watch them. They're great. Uh, you know, and I mean, they're all four stars above for me, especially the one with Kevin Owens. Like, it makes Roman look good. It makes Kevin look like a chicken shit, and it's hardcore and violent. We're forgetting I, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan fast lane. I forgot the oh, year. Oh, yeah, 2016. That's I think. the thing. Those are all great yeah. matches, so we know he can do it. Either do your short matches or do matches with great work. Yeah, but like it's like you said, and to correct you, Jason, he's not doing the Cena formula, it's the Hulk Hogan formula. Ooh. Get beaten down and then Hulk up. Oh, yeah, it's and, a classic. Yeah. That's uh, the problem. He's. If they didn't put that form in his matches, his matches would be way more entertaining. Oh, Michael Cole really pissed me off in this match as well. The big dog! The big dog! The big dog! The big dog! <laughs> and there was just one moment where Roman Reigns is down after hitting Drew McIntyre with a move. And it's just like, there's n- no need for this. But he just goes, the big dog! And I'm like, why? You do not need to see the big dog in this moment. Don't listen to Vince... Let Vince shout at you. Fucking terrible commentary. <laughs> really bad commentary. I've really noticed it tonight, but yeah, I just got to say that. So, shall we move on? Does anyone want to add anything else about this match? No, I think we covered it. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that Extreme Rules match with Undertaker. Ugh. So, um, let's talk about the SmackDown Women's title match. Bailey defeats Alexa Bliss after the, a weird altercation with Nikki Cross at the very end. What did you guys think of Alexa Bliss's return here? I mean, it was, like everything else, it was okay. You know, it's a general <laughs> feeling of the show. What I'm still intrigued, I don't quite know how I'm happy with what they're doing with Nikki Cross, unless it leads to her snapping and going really crazy again. Because I miss, I miss crazy Nikki, rather than yeah. the latest version of Alexa Bliss's best friend, who she's going to eventually star in the back, like yeah. Nikki James and Nia Jax. I, I think they're going to do crazy Nikki that way. I th- this is the only logical conclusion I have. But yeah, then again, then again, uh, I, at least I'm pl- pleased she's getting f- screen time finally. It only took them a few months, but you know, uh, what 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 do you think, Chen, of this match? Um, it was an okay match. Hmm. Uh, you know, because we don't see Alexa. I was invested because we don't see Alexa wrestle that much these days, and. You kind of forget how good she is playing the villain herself. Like, when I, I remember she had, like, um, what do you call it? Bailey in a headlock, and she she just she was just doing this villainous smile. I was mm. like, yep, psychology-wise, that's what we miss. I miss from seeing Bliss and everything. Like, I don't want this talk show. I want more wrestling from her. Oh, I think the last talk show segment was the only good moment of Bliss they ever had. Um, but, yeah. There was a couple of spots I liked, like uh, I think she does a sunset flip powerbomb onto the ring floor to Bailey. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I thought the ending was messy, but apart from that, yeah, it was a fine average two and a half star match. I don't really have too many complaints. It's kind of what I expected from Alexa Bliss. Glad to see her back in the ring after all those concussion issues, to be honest. And uh, I just hope um, she improves. You know, and I'm looking. She, I'm she, looking she can do to, that. I'm looking forward to watching the Alexa Bliss 365 documentary on the network. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that'll probably be interesting. Yeah, I've heard lots of uh, good things about that documentary, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, do you think they've uh, shown the breakup with her boyfriend? Uh, I don't know and don't care. Um, you know, not for gossip. Uh, so anyway, I don't think they will. By the way, so. Last but not least, uh, Cruiserweight Championship match on the pre-show. Did you guys see this? No, I did not have time for the pre-show. But I'm glad my, my, Drew Gulak won. Mm-hmm. My fans know that I don't watch the pre-show. You have but no apparently, fans. Apparently, I heard it was a good match because of Seth Rollins tweeting it. Oh, God. Oh, let's not talk about Seth Rollins' Twitter. We, I just don't want to talk about Um yeah, no, I saw this match. It was a very good triple threat. A couple of mistimed spots here and there. Uh, but apart from that, it's a great outfit for 205 Live. And uh, they picked the right guy to be champion. Drew Kulak is a very good wrestler and has more charisma than Tony Nese. No offense to Tony Nese. 
probably shouldn't have been cruiserweight champion just because it he doesn't seems have like an it. Too bad that. Yeah. Too bad again. It was on the pre-show, so which no many many people see it. They should always put the cruiserweights if they want more viewers for two or five on the main pay-per-view. Uh I don't know. Like if you're giving it free, if it's free to air, I think this is their thinking. If it's free to air, you might as well promote promote two or five live free to air. And go, hey, you can watch that on the network. I I think this is one time where they could be more explicit and say you can watch. 205 Live every Wednesday night. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm not going to say too much about this match because it's not it's not really that much to talk about. But yeah, great choice of champion. Fine work from these three men. One of the best matches of the evening. So, uh, guys, speaking of that, I want to know your match of the night, your MVP, and your grade. Let's start with match of the night. Chen, what was your match of the night? Uh, Samoa Joe versus ricochet mm, fair enough uh, jason my, yeah my match of the night was samojo versus will osprey i mean ricochet <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh wasn't was that a joke or did you actually f up what do you think uh, uh you f'd up uh, no, it was a great little dig uh my match of the night I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to go Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Big E and Xavier Woods just because Jason didn't watch it. And your MVP for the evening, guys? Ricochet. Ch- Chen? I mean, Osprey. Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ch- I actually don't know who my MVP is, to be honest. Ooh. It's probably going to be Lacey Evans. Oh, God. Okay. Just character-wise. Oh, no. Let's move on. Uh, 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I don't know who I'm going to go for. (laughs) I didn't think this one through. I'm going to go Daniel Bryan, hometown hero. Screw it. So Daniel Bryan is my MVP. Your grade, Chen. Uh, A, B, C, D, F. You can add a plus or a minus to the end of those. If it wasn't for the Kevin Owens match... The Roman match or the Ricochet match, this would have got a D. Really? But that bad? It wasn't a bad shot. I'm going to get a B minus. I'm going to get a B minus. Minus. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a, that's an upgrade. Uh, Jason, what about you? It passes with a C. You didn't even watch half the show. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid B. I think this is actually a really good show, um, all things considered. And there wasn't. I'll say this: there wasn't a bad, bad match on the card. There's a couple of matches that weren't great, but there wasn't a really bad match on the card, and that's why I can't give it anything less than a B. I'm sorry, I disagree. He- heavy machinery, whatever their name is. I wrote boring. Go away, Chen. If you thought that was a bad match, God help you. I mean, you gave Lacey Evans MVP. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway, thank the bar. Thank you guys for joining me in this review. Up next, our thoughts on the upcoming Wrestle Kingdom show from Eve, the Riot Girls of Wrestling. This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or Watch Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at WatchWrestling.London or just Google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the Meetup page. So, after the success of last year's Wrestle Queendom show, Eve have decided to do another show at York Hall, London, once again this year. Jason and Chen, before we look at the card for Wrestle Queendom 2, what were your thoughts and experiences from last year's Wrestle Queendom show? And what were your highlights? Uh, Chen, did you want to say anything or shall I go? I'll go first. So, obviously, I think the word, is it noob? Uh, Yeah, you're you're a noob, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about these wrestlers and everything. I was just excited to see an all-women's pay-per-view, basically. And 
you know, I whenever I go to anything to see like a movie, a play, or a wrestling show, I go with no expectations. And I went in, I watched it, and I was blown away. I was like, wow, these women are very, very athletic. They put on very, very great matches. They have very, very great characters. And, you know, like, I did, my, my moment was seeing Charlie Morgan jump off a rail, like, God knows how high, right in front of me. You know, I wish I was one of the lucky fellas she landed on, but sadly, no. Okay, but... Strange man, Chen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, you know... It was just a, it was just an awesome night. I definitely recommend anyone who hasn't gone to go and watch it. I, if you're a wrestling fan, you will not be disappointed. These women are very, very athletic. And one woman who also stood out to me last year was was a very young seventeen year old. Jason, do you know who I'm talking about? Millie McKenzie. Yeah, she was very, very awesome. Um, for someone who's so young. And I think she has a bright future ahead of her. And I can't wait to see what she does this year. Yeah, I mean, and I think just to confirm on that, I, I believe the show is still available for free on YouTube. So if you want to see Wrestle Queendom 1, it's on the Eve YouTube channel. They at least have it up there previously. I'd imagine it's still there so anyone can watch it. Um, but on that point, so I knew a bit more about Eve going to that show. It was an amazing show to go to in terms of seeing, like, I think, I believe it's Europe's largest all-women's show ever. I think that's been disputed, but I think they're saying that's definitely true. Um, and it was a great show overall. They brought over a couple of Japanese legends. Um, I always struggle with the pronunciations, but you had Aya Kong and I think Mitomi Satimuta. They were, like, the two legends that came over. You also had people like Chris Wolf, who I'd never seen in the ring before, and that was great fun. Like, you know, they had a War Games match, they had a ladder match. There was a lot going on on that show last year. And then there we go. And now we've got the sequel to go to this coming Sunday. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's uh, good. So I'll just uh, quickly run down the card, and if I botch any of these names, I do apologise. So we have Arisa Hoshiki Hoshi. Hiki, oh, I'm sorry guys, <laughs> uh, versus Little Miss Roxy, Jordan Grace, who's Progress Women's Champion, I think still, versus Laura yep, DiMatteo, uh, Jordan Grace, also famous for Impact, uh, Kigetsu versus Mayu Iwatani, uh, Deathmatch between Session Goth Martina, which I'm very much looking forward to, versus Sue Young from Impact, uh, Eve Tag Team Title Match, uh, Minnie McKenzie and Charlie Evans, aka the Medusa Complex, versus The Wrestle Friends, Aaron Angel and Jetta, the Eve International Title Three Way Match between Utami, Haya, uh, Utami, <laughs> Utami. I, I I wish I could pronounce it. I really can't. Uh, Jamie Hater and Nina Samuels. I think Jamie Hater earned that opportunity if I read correctly. And yes. uh, the Eve Title Match between Katie Ray and Viper, who are two of NXT UK's latest signees. Very interesting enough. So. Out of those uh, seven matches, gentlemen, which match are you looking forward to the most? Well, I guess I'll just, I'll just confirm a couple of bits of info. Yeah, so Jamie Helter, she actually won the Ace of Eve tournament. That's why she's in that three-way oh, match. She got added that. to that match. Um, so you've got that. The main event for the Eve title is Kaylee Ray versus Viper, who are both actually wrestling their last matches for Eve before they commit full-time to NXT UK. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I've ne- Session Goff, better known as Session Moff Martina. I've never seen her in person in Goff mode, so that's a twist as well. So there's just a few interesting things there just overall on this card. Um, as you said, you struggle with the names to print the pronunciation time of the names. Um, some of these wrestlers may be lesser known, the, Jap- the Japanese talent, because they are the younger talent from stardom, and it's more of a crossover with, with stardom rather than legends this year. So it's going to be, I'm looking forward to just seeing a lot of the talent I've never seen before. So yeah. it's hard to pick a definite match because of that. I'm always going to enjoy a session golf or a session of Martina match, though. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, you know, I don't know, we like death matches and violent matches, so it's going to be an interesting one for me. Yeah. The most interesting. Yeah, I was about to say, you're not a death match fan. Uh, what about you, Chen? What are you looking forward to in the most? Just the death match. Just the death match. I'm joking. Just the death that's, match. That's, that's my main, that's my the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, that's the one, but you know, even the tag team title match mm. seemed very, and I think that's going to be a great saying, match. This is the, this is for the first ever women's tag team champs in eve that's the first time eve tag team champs will have been crowned is at this event yep 
Yeah, no, wow, that's uh, very interesting. So, uh, WWE beat him to the punch. That's embarrassing. Um, they yeah. thought they didn't really need them, I think. They just decided to add them in, I think, because they've got more and more shows and more talent. Yeah, they have a lot of shows. Like, it's amazing. I watched their show instead of the Saudi Arabia one, by the way. And uh, <laughs> it's been a WWE. I'm glad I did. It seemed more entertaining. And it was definitely very entertaining, i got to say. So I think it's available on Facebook, on their Facebook page. So if you want to check that show out. Um, I think it was called Super She Down. It was definitely yeah. fun. Worth a watch. It was a collection of best moments of Eve. Yeah. Um, but the match I'm looking forward to um, as an Impact fan. It's just to see Jordan Grace uh, live for the first time. I haven't seen her in progress yet, so uh, yeah, I, when, when I saw she was on the card, I was looking forward to it. Laura DiMatteo is a fantastic uh, wrestler as well, so I'm looking forward to that match the most, even more so than Deathmatch, which used to be my forte. Um, not so much these days. <laughs> but uh, I think Martina versus Sue Young, as everyone said, I think, you know... Um, we're all looking forward to that match as well. You know, Martina's very talented. So, speaking of performers that we're interested in, I think I kind of said the ones I'm paying attention to. What performance do you think we should pay attention to, Jason? Do you think it should be the Stardom Girls, since you mentioned yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know a huge amount about the Stardom Girls. I'm honest about that. I've seen clips of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Stardom talent is generally very good. So I can't sort of recommend one in particular, but that's what I'm most intrigued by, seeing the stardom girls like in the UK and just seeing how good they are. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Chen? Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I think when you go to certain types of, to see wrestling shows, the ones, to start, the ones that you should always pay attention to is the wrestlers you've never heard before. Like, I think you, that's what, like, they're the mm. ones who are going to surprise you, and then that's when you can sit, you will start following them and seeing their progress throughout the career and everything. You never know, someone who might be a nobody at this pay per view will become a big star in the next five years. That is very true, um, and yeah, I think you're. I think that's a. I think that's a great way of putting it. You know, um, can't say it better myself. So I'll just uh, move on from that and just go. Um, to my next question that I have for you guys and if I'm right in thinking there's less stipulations than last year I think last year I had a ladders match uh, you mentioned a war match. games match yeah, yeah last year we had the war games match and a like stipulation match to get into the like to get into the ladder match and then the main event well, I think it was meant to be a normal match but I think Eve for Britain and Eve generally the matches are no disqualification anyway as a standard rule hence um Charlie Morgan was able to you know get involved using ladders and they were outside the ring raiders doing that massive dive off the balcony but yeah the, when you compare that to this year every match is kind of I guess there's the only there's a death match there's a bunch of singles matches and the tag matches and things like that, but there's there's no massive stipulation. It doesn't mm. mean they won't maybe announce something on the day. You never know. They might decide to mix things up on the showtime. And yeah. at the end of the day, even if it does come down to these stipulation matches, they can sometimes backfire if the wrestlers aren't creative with them. Yeah. No, I, so. I think that's a, I think that's a moot point. You know, I so you you believe that actually less is more in this scenario, or you're just not entirely and sure. Then, like, if you you know you can have a ladder match, but if you hardly have, if you just use the ladder just to climb to get the title and not use it as a weapon, mm-hmm. or just use use your creative mind to do anything else with it to wow the crowd, then it's just kind of boring, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch uh, CCW Tournament of Death. They're very creative with weapons. So okay. <laughs> I don't think Jason would, but I will. Okay. <laughs> oh, I watched the Vice documentary the other night. Um, so last but not least, just overall thoughts on the card. We've discussed uh, separate matches and whatnot, but you know, what are you looking forward to this card more than last year? Uh, you know, I think what, I I was more hyped last year, partly because. I, it was a chance to see Eve at a big venue and I'd only ever seen like one of their small shows at Resistance Gallery, whereas now I've seen more Eve shows in person and also become more aware of their talent because of the crossover with Progress and NXT UK. And then you know, when you think of like Charlie Morgan, Kaylee Ray and some people like that who have been working on both shows. So in terms of in this one, 
I'm still looking forward to it a lot and I'm enjoying liking the fact that it's going to be on a Sunday afternoon and hopefully it's going to be a lovely day so people can meet for drinks beforehand at Mother Kelly's um, and then <laughs> go in and watch a lovely show of wrestling for several hours. Yep. You'll know where it will be this Sunday, I can say that. Yep. Chen, Chen, what about you just briefly to wrap up? Um, like I said, I'm more of like a noob about this stuff when it comes to independent wrestling but I did have a great time last year Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll have a great time this year as well. That's the thing. When wherever you wherever you guys go, you should never go with high expectation. Just go with low expectation and take it for <laughs> what it is. You'll be surprised. Like, uh, don't go with the mindset. Oh, this is probably gonna be crap, or this is gonna be great. Just go with a blank slate of mind and just see how it how it goes. And I really enjoyed last year. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed last year's one, yeah. so I definitely recommend it. And it's worth saying, like everyone, every one of the talent on this show is going to be trying to put on the match of the night. This means a lot to this this crew when they get to do this big show. Yeah, I've, the passion is definitely, you know, it's definitely got to be there. I'm saying it will be there. It's a bit preemptive, but it's definitely got to be there. And I think. Uh, those talents will deliver so anyway thank you for the preview guys and as uh, jason mentioned we'll all be there on sunday so come say hi if you recognize my voice anyway uh or just check us out on instagram you can see our pics or something like that i don't know anyway rambling on we'll probably do a quick review of this show on next week's holy shoot episode uh so stay tuned for that but uh, coming up next is the return of ring of dishonor the ring of dishonor jason turns into broad mode guess what's back back again ring of honor is back tell all your friends to download this motherfucking podcast yes it's the return to the ring of dishonor for those of you that haven't joined us on the pod before for this segment, it's like Room 101, but with wrestling and in audio format. Now, it's been a few weeks, but we've brought this back, and we're going to let Brod take the stage here and nominate something that he would like to see in the Ring of Dishonor. Normally, we'd give everyone an equal chance, but Brod clearly has something he wants to go with here. So, Brod, step up. You've got 60 seconds. I haven't written anything down, but this really annoyed me. And thinking about it, it's annoyed me for a long time. And it just emanates from this pay-per-view. And it's from the Steel Cage match. Opening the door to escape the Steel Cage. It's a horrible stipulation. Like, if a wrestler's climbing out of the cage, why do you climb up and get the wrestler? Just leave through the door. Your bell rings. Just leave through the door. You know, <laughs> just lock the effing door. You know, it's just a really, really terrible stipulation that actually adds no drama and instead ends with pathetic spots like the finale. A uh, hard hitting, mind you, but still pathetic spot like the finale of the steel cage match between Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. I'm not picking on those guys. I'm just picking on the stipulation that just opening the door does not work for me whatsoever it's illogical it's stupid it takes away from the uh climbing over the top element of the cage when you can just do it simply why do wrestlers even go to climb the cage when they can just leave the door so yeah i'm really really done with door opening and steel cage matches just lock the door okay um I will add something to this first of all, I guess, just because, like, to some context. In the old days, this made sense um, because you had much bigger wrestlers, big bad heels, and there was much more drama in them deciding to go out the door and walking towards it and the face just cutting them off every time and the face got more, like, you know, the crowd got behind him as he scaled the cage because you remember in the old days, Hulk Hogan never went out the door. He always scaled the cage while the big heel was trying to go out the doorway. So it kind of made sense then. They have kind of forgotten how to do that. You don't see it because I guess it's different style now, but you don't have that same drama. And as you say, Brod, it's just like, let's just open the door and walk through or fly through it. It's not the same. Yeah, it's just a pointless, it's, it's just a pointless entity, you know. Like, the only time where I think the door is actually useful in professional wrestling is the War Games match that they brought back where they could just, you know, they can enter, but they can't leave. Beyond that, don't have a cage door in the first place. You know, just 
lift up the cage, go down the cage. Like, there's literally no reason for a wrestler to, just physically speaking, even the big show can climb up a cage, you know? So, no excuse for it these days. Also, I think in the old days, you, you never allowed pins in the cage, so you wanted the door as a way to win easily for the heel. And yeah. now nowadays they always let you get pinned in the in the cage. It's just psychologically backwards, so that's why I don't like okay. it. Okay, I'm considering that. Chen, your views? Yeah, I agree with Broad. I think the door only works if it's a hell in the cell. But for a cage match, just enter the cage by climbing up inside and climbing mm-hmm. out. Like it's, it, I do agree with Broad on this. Like, Ooh. why chase a guy up who's climbing the cage? When you could just enter, be in by entering, by exiting the, through the door. Like, yeah. Because you've got to get the ref to unlock it normally, and there's time for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's just stupid. That's just, like, come on. like. Yeah, it, it's stupid in 2019, Jason. Yeah. Like, you know, back, back in the good old days, it's fine, but <laughs> even then, it was pants. Let's be honest. The yeah, so. is such a dated match now. Like for the point you make, I mean, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't put this in the ring of dishonor if we were saying all matches of all time. But if you're talking about modern matches with the door, it's kind of going a forward. Story. Going forward, just yeah, move along just with the time. Well, well, I mean, what's happened has happened. I can't change the past, Jason. I wish I could, but uh, you know, I've got many regrets. Improve with the times. That's what I say. But yeah, Chen is right. The optimistic thinker, even though he hates heavy machinery, the optimistic thinker is completely right. Listen to Chen. Listen to me. Put this in the ring of dishonor, Jason. Put this in. You know it's the right thing to do. It sounds like Chen's putting it in. You're putting it in, and I'm sort of on the fence because. But I agree. Like the way things are done now, it's hard to see it. But to be fair, I don't like cage matches anymore. I think they've kind of broken that. Yeah, match I think they they they're not that great as they used to be. Mm. So in yeah, that case, I, you agree with me, Jason? I want the Pajambi prison match to be brought back and replace the cage match. Yeah! Bring up Pajambi prison. <laughs> that, you had to climb that thing, you know, it was like spikes everywhere, right? No, no, they they had the cat flap entrances, remember? Oh, God. Oh, God, I just remember the spikes. That was just as bad. Okay, well, I oh, guess, yeah. based on this, I, I'm going to put in steel cage doors from the modern cages where they have all the meshing, but we're not doing it. An, we're not doing anything about the old school blue cage matches. No, I mean we are talking about going forward. Like I can't yeah. rectify the past, Jason. So it's going in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm actually delighted it's going in. I hated that stipulation from day one as a wrestling fan, <laughs> so I'm quite glad. So. Um, Thank you very much, guys, for uh, trusting in my judgment. Anyway, that wraps it up for another week, guys. Join us next week for our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom 2, AEW Fighter Fest. Yes, that's happening this weekend, too. And also coming up in the near future is our Super G1 review and our half-year awards that we want to give a name to. I'm thinking the big dogs, gentlemen, but we'll have a discussion outside of this pod. So that is coming up in the next few weeks. Wrestle Queendom 2 Fighter Fest next week. Uh, but until next time, remember to subscribe if you like the podcast. Give us a five star review where possible. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod. And that's the bottom line because this pod said so. And so did it.